going on, y'all? It is your girl, Amanda B, and welcome back to the Apprehensive Tendencies podcast. Yes, I got to keep the flow going because I am moving and grooving. First and foremost, if you are new here, thank you so much for joining your girl. You could be anywhere else in the world, but you did choose to sit here and be with me. Does not go unnoticed, okay? And my returning supportive listeners, you know what it is. We back at it like a healthy habit. And as my word, y'all, I told y'all I'm going to have some guests on here. I'm very, very, very excited to have my girl here. Um, I've We've been talking about recording for a while, so I'm very happy to have her on because we've been having some bomb conversations. What's up, girl? Hello, how you doing? I'm good. You want to let the people know? What's your what you go by? Well, hello, I am Megan. It's nice to finally be on the podcast with you and talk about I don't know, talk about our our stuff, girl. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> be life and we be talking, y'all. And you know, and honestly, y'all, Megan's been one of my mad supporters in this. Like, this is oh. one of our road dogs <laughs> for real. But it's just, it's kind of funny how how people you don't deal with, like if you know people for a long time, because how long would you say we've known each other? Girl, I met you when I was like 12, or at least I knew of you, okay. and I am 27 now, turning 28. So yeah, we've known each other for a good hot minute. Exactly, and life has been life in us, but... I say that I'm really happy to bring her on, y'all, because she's somebody that I feel like I almost lost a blessing from a friend, y'all. Like, I really do feel like I almost lost a blessing. And it just kind of goes to show, uh, don't listen to the drama. Um, Obviously, people are young and growing up, but there was a little bit of shenoon again and some shenanigans when we first (laughs) crossed paths. I like shenoon again better. Shenanigans. That was a because it was so much shenanigans that the word got pushed into shenanigans. (laughs) And you know what is actually funny about how all this started is I actually had a conversation with my stepmom about that stuff. Um, like the kind of drama that got it all started, and like I found out some new information that I was saving for the podcast. Ooh, we got juice, you guys. We got juice. But yes, I will say, like, <clears throat> do not, don't believe everything that somebody tells you. Mm. That is my biggest piece of advice. Like, do not believe everything about somebody that someone tells you. I mean, it kind of does put your ass in the fire a little bit. I can say ass, right? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> it does put your ass in the fire um, by you going and like finding out who these people are, but at least you know for sure and you're not just taking the word of somebody else Mm -hmm. and you're finding out who this person is. And I mean, honestly, like you said, you could let go of a blessing because like you were, you know, somebody was ear hustling you, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? They were trying to like pillow talk you into being on their side instead of you actually getting to know these people <laughs> that's a real lesson that's a real thing because it's like and I hold myself accountable so like I in some ways people be like well you know you have to have your own judgment and you're right I I definitely second guess my own judgment and that's the lesson. yes 
ogre. <laughs> yes, yes. You really have to be careful out here. Like, don't let, just don't believe everything you see in here, even on the internet, because the internet can make everything look shiny, but in person, you know, it's a whole hobo. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you need to be careful. <laughs> Not a hobo. Now, oh, that's yeah. a hobo. No, we're talking about the bum bump. You don't want to get no bum bump. You got to be careful. <laughs> We don't want the bum bump, okay? No, ma'am. Okay, all the way around. We cannot <clears throat> afford a bum bump. A shout out to Kevin Hart if you ever listen. We love you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, when we say you can't believe everything you hear, I say that about myself too, y'all, because you already know we is me. And me, and me is me. we. <laughs> I cannot wait until you get t-shirts. I'm yes. so excited. I have, I'm going to put a poll out there, but you know, I've already been chatting it back with my girl and I think it's a good idea to start getting some little apparel out there. Yes, okay. yes, yes. So well, let's jump into it, girl. Jump into it, girl. What? So speaking of drama, so since you, and obviously we are trying to sway away from drama. That's what this whole thing's about. Like, we yes, a lot of lessons. So sure. like, when do you feel like you just had to get out of the drama or feel like your life is just nothing but drama and you had to really just have a moment with yourself? Because, you know, we all have that adult moment. You know, um, I think it really just started with my friendships in general, like, you know, kind of growing up and seeing how like how things are and what I wanted to change in my friendships, because I've noticed a lot of and that's kind of like, you know, how I found you. It's like, you know, throughout my whole childhood, there was just nothing but drama, people interacting with each other, um, you know, immaturely. And I think growing up with that and always being around that, it's just like, I always wanted to retreat to my room. I always retreated and everyone was like, why don't you want to come and, you know, spend time with us? And when you grow up, they think that you forget about all these things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I did not forget. Like mm -hmm. that shit is still in my mind. And it's not even that I use it you know, as ammunition against somebody, but it's like, you have to understand once you put somebody through something that is like heavy you know, it doesn't just automatically go away. Even if they say, yeah, no, I'm over it. I'm over it. It's mm -hmm. not, it doesn't matter anymore. It's like, no, you know, like this is a huge piece of my life. And I, I think it's really hard because if you don't speak up, like what you had to say, kind of just get, um, you internalize mm. and, um, I mean, and it kind of sucks that it's your fault if you don't speak up, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, you might not feel comfortable with that person. You might not want to bring it to their attention like, hey, this is hurting my feelings or, hey, you did this because, you know, you don't want to be rejected. And I feel like rejection is like the biggest thing that people fear mm -hmm. is like, oh, I don't want to be rejected. So I'm just going to like leave it alone. And they don't understand by doing that you are, you know, adding to the problem. Like, you know, um, so for me. It was just about like analyzing my friendships with people and like picking out what I didn't want anymore. And especially with family, like I've had the toughest couple of years, like, mm. you know, um, like distancing myself from like friends and family who are just doing things that I just don't want to do anymore. And I think that's what sparked me to want to talk to you is like, oh, my God, Amanda's sober. Like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> how can I do that? And I, you know, what? I'm not sober, y'all. I'm not. Um, I still drink occasionally. I don't think I had. Um, I don't. I think that I used um, alcohol as a as a mask, like to get away from my problems. Mm -hmm. um, but the I don't think the um, 
I was necessarily addicted. It was just like, oh, I'm going to go home and have a drink. And then eventually it just became like an unhealthy habit. And I was starting to gain weight. And I was just like, I was feeling just gross. And so I decided like ultimately to give it up because I was starting to, um, I was starting to think to myself and, you know, all the parents out here who are sober now at one point, I hope that you understand. (laughs) Right. But, um, I was thinking like, oh my God, like my daughter, like she's just ruining like my high, you know, she's ruining (laughs) like my mood, like you're killing my mood. And when I started to feel like that, it made me feel like the shittiest mom in the whole entire world. And I was like, I need to stop because I don't want my daughter to end up like this. Like, this is how our parents, you know, our parents were to us. It's like, we were always like stealing their joy. And it's just like, can you save some of that joy for me? You know what I mean? And once Mm -hmm. I started to feel like a lazy piece of shit, and really just analyze my life. I was like, I don't want my daughter to grow up around this. Like I, I want, you know, I want something completely different. And I think that that's what really started me surrounding myself with, you know, better people like you. And I haven't met uncle yet, but one day. <laughs> I know through, through phone, I guess we've met Yes. Her. I remember <laughs> when he picked up your phone and he was like, hello. And I was like, um, <laughs> he was like oh hi you're the one I've been I've been hearing about and I was like oh my god like this is a whole man answered my girl's phone like excuse me sir I know people on here probably like what that's right the aunt said it Amanda B said it right like damn (laughs) I mean if it's somebody important and I'm away from my phone I don't mind he'll he'll answer it uh, right but no, that's totally an agreement fine. I was just not expecting like hello no no I know <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> I was like damn Amanda are you are you feeling all right I know a girl girl <laughs> I've been smoking too much because when we say sober Shit. I do claim California sober when we get to that because you ain't gonna judge mm-hmm. me about my weed okay that's a whole nother topic I will not <laughs> go on the tangent honey but I'm gonna clear it up yeah no <laughs> uh, well I mean you know and we um, I think smoking smoking for me is just bad because your girl got some health issues that, yeah. you know, smoking is not um, does not promote um, me to be my best self. And it's not that I don't dabble in it a little bit mm-hmm. here and there, but mm-hmm. it's not a part of my everyday lifestyle. And that was ultimately my goal with alcohol and smoking weed was I just don't want um I don't want it to be something that I rely on for, um, for any kind of joy, happiness, comfort, none of that. It was just like, if I wanted to enhance my evening because I'm already having a good time, like that's something that I can use that for. Like, Oh, we're going to go to the beach. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know, like let's just recreational, let's just keep the good move going. But if I'm like sad and it's just like, Oh, I really want to drink. Like I don't like, I don't feel good. It's just like, that doesn't promote health, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like, I'm, your girl's trying to lose like a hundred ish pounds, so okay. I need to like stop with the, the, the habits that will promote weight gain. And I think that's something that is very important. It's just like overall a health thing for me. But I, I definitely use you as inspiration, and it's all about breaking these generational curses, girl. Girl, it's a journey, but you know, when you come together and you do discover that we are, you know, you're on the same journey with people, it does make it easier. I mean, nothing's easy, nothing should be easier, but building communities for sure. So, I mean, that's real. So, when you said that, like, you felt like a shitty mom, did you feel like that was like a a failure 
in in per se or like you were just feeling like you were shifting to be like the 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 cliche mom we kind of used to if that makes sense yeah you know what you kind of read my mind um I really when when my daughter was born like before my daughter was born so I was diagnosed with OCD when I was 19 um and after my daughter was born um it got a lot worse. Like I started um, not being able to function and stuff like that. And from the ages of 19 to 24, um, every year I would have a mental breakdown and like, it made me lose jobs and um, it, it made me, um, it made me very like, I guess selfish in a way because the only thing I had time for was my anxiety during those times. And it could be like three, four months at a time where um, like this um, three, four months at a time where I was stuck in my mind, like Mm -hmm. same, like few thoughts racing in my head. Cause it's not people like assume OCD is about, you know, like, Oh, it's the person that is a germaphobe and like, you know, what they see on, um, on hoarders or whatever, but it's like, really, it's not like that. And, you know, when people are like, oh, I have OCD, like I'm OCD about this. It's like, you know, it really just dismisses what actually like goes on in the minds of people who are diagnosed with this illness and like fight it every single day. And it, it like, it's just like someone walking up, you know, to someone who has chronic depression and is just like, oh, I'm, you know, I've been depressed before, you mm-hmm. know, totally dismissing like the whole, um, the wholeness of like what, w- what it is to have this, you know, and it doesn't mean that it, you are this, it's just like you're, you know, in your life, you use this as a coping mechanism and, um, you know, and so my biggest failure, honestly, is like not taking care of my mental health, like, mm-hmm. and letting it affect my, my family, you know, because um, I just started to get irritated with my daughter. And I was just thinking about myself all the time. And it was just like, I didn't really realize how much time I missed with her. So my biggest failure, to sum it up is, um not taking that time with my daughter that I I needed, like letting my mental, my mental health decline so much uh, and not getting a handle on it before I had her um, because it really ruined um, or maybe not ruined, but set me back um, with certain things that I wish I would have been able to give her had I been healthier mentally. Mm -hmm. So, um, But that being said, there is a happy ending to that. Like I actually did stick with therapy and I had an amazing support system through my pregnancy and after, because we lived with my Mm -hmm. mother-in-law for the first year of my daughter's life. And I had so much help. So my daughter definitely didn't miss out on love per se, like in general, but definitely on love from me because I was so nervous and um, I had to take so much time. Mm -hmm. So missing out on time with my daughter, I feel like is definitely like a big failure for me because I, I, if you knew me, um, back then you knew I'd always talk about kids and, you know, I've had three miscarriages, which is something that, you know, I've bonded with a lot of friends over, Mm -hmm. 
before having my daughter and my daughter honestly was almost a miscarriage as well. So, or at least we thought she was going to be, but uh, surprise. She's Uh, here. Here. Kicking and screaming every day. (laughs) No. Um, so yeah, um, that's definitely something that, um, something that I struggle with and I have been, um, episode free of OCD for a couple years now or about years I've been, I haven't had any mental breakdowns. I've been able to hold down a job and Mm -hmm. uh, focus on my family and really start like healing and having a good, like good people around me and, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so thankful. And I honestly owe a lot of that to my husband because, you know, um, for those of you that know us, <laughs> we we dated in the past and I found out I was pregnant and he just, um, he has been there ever since and he never left my side. And that's an amazing. That. Shout out to uh, husband. Yes, ma'am. A lot of people Shout don't out. get that chance, you know, like. Absolutely. You know, I told him I was pregnant and he was and I couldn't hang out. And he was like, well, um, he was like, well, can we hang out anyway? <laughs> and I'm like, what kind <laughs> of man? I was like, you know, no boy would ever fucking want to hang out with a pregnant girl. And he was like, well, I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> they do. So, they will claim that I'm a man. And a yes. man won't do that. It so. worked. It worked. Because even though, like, it was cheesy, it definitely was, it was, um, it was the Gouda for me, you know? <laughs> the Gouda, because, okay, Gouda, if y'all yes. know anything about the slice <laughs> of Gouda. So you would say, like, you know, neglecting time with your daughter was a failure. You know, obviously, I'm not a mother. Some mm-hmm. mothers would, you know, be like, you know, you had to take time for yourself because it's, it's Ugh, you know, a yeah. lot of mothers weren't the able crunchy to. moms. <laughs> no, you didn't. So you basically, you would just say you learned from the experience. You just basically learned to like focus on your mental health more for your daughter. Cause you, you know, you want her to see kind of how to get out of a slump. Yes, you really do. Like, you know, and the thing that people don't understand is that when you have kids, like they mirror everything that you do. So everything that, you know, you're listening to, you're watching your kids also experience that even if when they get older, they don't remember it, like their muscles remember it. You know, there is a piece of their mind that does remember that. And you can kind of see it when it's the people like and how they act like, you know, we have, you know, a similar we grew up with like a similar friend group. And you can just see how like how down the line everyone in that like you know that family acts like and where it all comes from like you can literally sit down with a family and figure it all out in like 10 minutes of just like watching all of them if you don't like say anything and you're just watching how they interact with each other like you know so much about that family you know it's like and um, not even in like a gossipy way exactly just like observe observation yes if you would say Definitely. Yeah. And so I, I mean, my biggest failure was that and I feel like, you know, maybe you can relate, you know, with I mean, not with maybe the kid part, but like, definitely like, your mental health declining and like Mm -hmm. everything kind of crumbling around you. I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Absolutely. Mental health is, 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 is not new, but it's new. You know what I mean? Every year we just get closer to being people being like, Oh, okay, that does matter. Shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that does matter. Oh, we should have paid attention. Right. Because absolutely, like, you know, people will be like, there is no failures. 
call it as you would. Some people can claim it as a failure and say, hey, I overcame this failure and I learned from it. And I definitely learned from it from failing multiple. I didn't have like three lives already. Okay. I didn't right. have three careers already. Girl, okay. woke up from a few of those nights. Like, <laughs> I didn't even think I was going to make it. I, I didn't, didn't even think the girl was going <laughs> to make it. So I definitely learned like life is not promised and it was almost gone, honey. It was. And like, oh my God, it's just amazing to me. Like, what I overcame, like from literally a couple years ago, like I was living in, um, I was living in a beat up house doing drugs and I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. I quit cold Turkey mm-hmm. and like became this whole other person that I never even envisioned myself to be like, like I literally am the mom that, I mean, I don't go to PTA meetings or nothing like that, but I could definitely <laughs> see one in my future Like, I would definitely go into a school and be like, you know, what's going on, guys? Like, let's talk about these kids, these grades. (laughs) Like, what are we bringing to the soccer game? You know what I mean? Like, I never envisioned myself to have that. And to have it, it's like, you know, if you really sit back and think about it, it's like, oh, my God. Like, I almost missed out on this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I could have never had my daughter and and I could have just been stuck in this shitty ass place and I was given such a big opportunity to like change my life and mm-hmm. to take that for granted it's like you know it's not something you get twice in a lifetime it's just not so I'm really grateful for the community I have now I mean it's honestly it's mostly just me and my husband like um I think you know we can also kind of relate on the fact that when you want to change your lifestyle and you have people in your life who don't Um, you lose out on on those friendships and, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of have to reevaluate like how those um, friendships are going to, you know, are going to suit you later in life. It's like, you know, I, I still love you and I still care about you, but like your life just doesn't, how you're acting and like what you do just doesn't align with what I want anymore. And I feel like that's really hard to accept and it it does feel lonely. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm you really have to sit back and like feel great like and it you know practice gratefulness like really writing down like I feel grateful for like my husband today I feel grateful for my daughter I feel grateful for my job even though that you know some of the customers are fucking assholes um (laughs) but we got affirmations going we got some yes like I'm so grateful like if you don't if you don't practice gratefulness while you're healing in your healing journey like you're going to be miserable and have Mm -hmm. a way tougher time, like, you know, getting to the goals that you want to reach. So if you like every day, you could just say like, I'm so grateful for, you know, for everything that I do have, even if it's like something it's small right now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure four years ago when Keith started his podcast that he wasn't sitting here thinking that it would turn into what it is now. It's like, you know, you really have to just be grateful for what you start out with. Mm -hmm. So that way, when you do get to the bigger goals, you can be like, look at what I did. It's like looking at your grandparents and looking at everybody at the Thanksgiving dinner table. It's like you two people created everybody in this room. (laughs) For real. That's crazy. Yeah, generations are real. When you're able to see that foundation, it is a beautiful thing for real. It is for sure. Gross. So, you know, everybody make sure you practice gratitude. You know, I do have a little um, gratitude journal. And, you know, when I don't make time to to make my gratitude, you know, I do not beat myself up. But you got to you got to make a routine of it. 
um, routines. Routines are probably the hardest thing, <laughs> the hardest thing for an adult. And people be like, no, it's not. You just got to do it. You really just got to discipline the mind first if you're going to just start small, please. Start okay, small. Guys. Don't disappoint like, yourself. Oh don't my. just go home and think that you're going <laughs> to quit cold turkey like I did and everything's going to be fun. No, it sucks. <laughs> okay. Right. Word up. It sucks and it's boring and you have to go to work. You know, you can't drink 17 flutes of champagne on your last day at the job like <laughs> okay. Megan did, okay? Um, you cannot do that. You have to, like, your whole life changes, you know, and if you really want it, you'll do it. Like, people, I, I always asked my dad because my dad used to do drugs back in the day, and um, I just asked him, I was like, how did you quit? Like, did you go to AA? What did, what did you do? And he was like, honestly, when you have enough, you have enough. You're done. Like, it's not, I mean, some people like physically can't do it because like they will die if they stop, which is a whole another level. But like people that just have a habit of doing drugs and just don't want to stop. It's, it's a different type of addiction, in my opinion, um, from what I've experienced, because I'm a lot like my dad. And it's like, if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. And I will stop then and there and it'll be done. And I'll just deal with whatever the fuck comes. So that's how, that's kind of how it was with me and my daughter. It's like, oh, I'm pregnant. I'm not doing shit. And I didn't. Like, I was so terrified of losing her that I would have done anything. Like, I literally would have done anything to, like, keep her. And I, like, I did. You know, like, it was tough. Like, you know, moving into your in-law's house when you're 24 and you have to, you know, you have to fix your credit because you fucked it off and, you know missed payments and shit and like rebuilding your credit score and you know being pregnant and entering into a new family and having a whole new relationship that barely just got started nine months prior to you having your first baby together it's like oh my god like it's so much and I don't think we really sit back and appreciate like everything that we've overcame and like honestly that would have crumbled people and like we're yeah. still standing here it's like the strength it takes like we have that 50 50 plus years of marriage strength and like yes that's man. amazing so you feel like basically i mean do you feel like you just trying to make sure you cut all the bad habits out to keep your daughter basically was probably like one of the biggest fights you've experienced so far oh yeah like honestly yeah and on it and seeing like I've had like a lot of friendships come up too where like I just I see you see people in a different light when you have children, especially mm-hmm. when like you see how they interact with their children and what they're willing to do, which is like versus what you're willing to do. And I feel like um, you can't take every like the people you start with are not always the people you finish with. And I'm definitely feel like I'm learning that, especially being your friend. <laughs> um because we didn't start off like you know I mean not I don't even think it was about liking each other we just didn't Mm -hmm. start off like knowing each other's stories and when we finally kind of you know mingled together and you know we share similar stories with similar you know people and similar opinions about similar people (laughs) Um, it's hard to because it's really and, and people would be like are you guys trauma bonding like no Absolutely no, um. <laughs> we're healing bonding. It's different healing bonding. It's more. And, and again, like if I can, I can definitely say like I took like probably my first drink at like 13. Oh, yeah. I, I, I say like 12 to 13 because I know by 14, I for sure was taking the shots back. So it's like you 
grow up and you know maybe the people that you were uh trying to not be around were the people you needed to be around because I as y'all heard y'all know me I'm trying to listen to the universe more and Mm -hmm. I truly feel like you know the universe brought it back around because you know there was not an opportunity like there was a full opportunity and it wasn't taken and I I believe that if something is meant for you there will be a sign and opportunity and universe oh yeah work with it and but also with that you have to be careful you have to be careful as well because the devil can bless you too say that and and you right check me you absolutely right the devil can bless you too like okay a little bit of background before I had my daughter and I think you know this story because actually you know what I wanted to tell you Miss Amanda that I went through our messages And I even wrote down in my notebook, I for please forgive me, I did not bring my notebook today. But I wrote down in my notebook, when we started talking, it was like May something 2019 is when we first started like, intermingling on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then um, you were with me, you were kind of like you knew some of the situations I was going through, like right before I had my daughter. And the Mm -hmm. last time I saw you before you moved, I was when I was pregnant with her. Mm -hmm. And you came to bring me chapstick. (laughs) So just a little hint there. But going back into um, or not hint, but highlight. Um, But going back into like the devil can bless you too. like right before I got pregnant with my daughter, I was in like a a relationship going on four years. It was super emotionally abusive. It was, you know, it was just like, honestly, bland, like, Mm -hmm. like bland, boring, like drama, like just so it was such a uh, it was such a like, (laughs) fuck, I don't even know what kind of relationship to call this. It was just (laughs) awful. Like, and it was miserable every day, like working two jobs and coming home to someone who just wants to play fucking video games for the rest of their life and just no ambition, nothing like to offer. And I got sick of it and your girl ended up cheating. Yes. Yes. I know. It's horrible. Everyone can say and judge. Oh, the cheater's (laughs) always a cheater. They're horrible people. Oh, man. Calm down. Calm down and get you some knowledge before you judge others um but I ended up cheating and like the day after I cheated I left I left him for the guy that I cheated with and that was even a more horrible experience I'm not gonna so don't cheat that's karma that's another (laughs) karma will bite you in your ass times five I promise you do not cheat it's not worth it just leave just leave if I could go back and give myself advice as a 23 24 year old I would have told myself Megan just leave and I mean girls know like women know when they want to leave like men they kind of hang around they linger because like they're not sure but women if you know you know that you want to leave and you yeah and if you don't do it the relationship just gets worse and I'm not talking about mentally before we leave physically we really do like we really do we will leave mentally we'll check out and you can you know and I'm not talking about like oh you and your husband are going through a rough year and like maybe you're contemplating leaving because you're scared or because you know the spark isn't there no I'm talking about when you know when you wake up every day and you're like fuck this guy I don't want to be here anymore (laughs) like I just don't even want to hear him speak like you know what that feels like I feel like every woman knows what that feels like and you know you you just leave bless you if you do not 
because we are not wishing that on anybody child oh yes don't like i'm just i'm just letting you know the devil can bless you too because i thought this guy was gonna be charming and sweep me off my feet and you know what he did he got me pregnant and i miscarried right after like about like two months in and he was garbage talking to other women and all this other stuff and like you know um actually i miscarried like you know he posted on facebook like oh thank god blah 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 blah. and his friend is the one who drove me to the hospital Mm. so and these are people that you and me both know oh Uh, i'm not gonna name any names but karma got me y'all so i just want you to know I just want you to know the devil can bless you to be careful. Don't just think that, oh, you know, you know, this guy's being so sweet to me. Like, no, you need to do your research. You need to be like, be on oh it. Be God. aware of your surroundings and like who you're hanging out with. Like really observe people that you are hanging around because your environment becomes who you are eventually. Even if you start out being Miss Square Bear or whatever, you know, like eventually you succumb to your environment. And that's exactly like I feel like how you and me, you and me ended up like, you know, before we are where we are now. Y'all heard her. Okay, y'all heard her. The devil does come too. He makes you look real nice. And I know we all have come across that. So karma is alive and it will kick you down because that bitch has slapped me up a few times <laughs> more than a few more than i would okay. like to admit like down the hill <laughs> rode me down the hill like jack and jill bitch so shit right up the beanstalk <laughs> damn it and they ain't no magic beans up there it's just a big old giant that it smells like pee okay 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 now we just going in now we're projecting i'm just- <laughs> well speaking okay so talking about like this growth and like coming coming to um like listening to your intuition like what do you think people misunderstand about you the most like with the Megan the Megan in 2023 my girl so (laughs) your girl like and I feel like you could definitely relate relate to this so I think the biggest thing that people misunderstand about me is that like I'm outgoing in every aspect of my life like I'm Like, I'll, like, I'll just go up and confront things if, like, I have a problem. And, like, that's one of the biggest things. It's, like, people don't think that you are an introvert if you are just, like, you know, loud with your friends. Like, Mm -hmm. they think, oh, because people, like, tell me that they admire the, you know, I can stick up for myself. And it's, like, no, I can only stick up for myself when I'm angry. Because I've used anger as my weapon my whole entire life. Because, like, once I got fed up enough, I was able to... I was able to tell them about it, but I've never been able to go to somebody and be like, hey, you know, that really bothered me because I fear that rejection that I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's one thing that I really had to. um, That's one thing that I feel like people really misunderstand about me is that, oh, Megan's just outgoing. She'll tell you tell it like it is. And it's like, yeah, if I'm fed up, if I'm fed up, like you know, there's nothing else that you can do or say because mm-hmm. like, I just let it go for so long. And I really don't feel like that's a healthy habit to keep right. because I mean, so many relationships of mine have been damaged because mm-hmm. I wasn't just able to tell them, Hey, like, I don't like the way you're acting. I don't like the way you're treating me. Um, just the things like that. It's just like, I, 
I I don't like the way you're treating me. I don't like the way you're acting. I don't like what you do. Like, I don't like how you're moving. Like, I could never say any of that stuff because I was worried about how they felt. So I just like, you know, I would secretly hate them, but mm-hmm. still be hang around them and be a part of like their group. And I did that for years and I've done that. So that's another thing kind of tying back into like the drama about you were talking about earlier and like what made me want to get out of that lifestyle. And it's just like, honestly, kind of reflecting on how, on, on how, on how I, um, how I've treated people and how I've dealt with things. Like uh, now I'm, you know, I'm just getting to a place where I'm not being defensive when somebody you know, when somebody, you know, tells me something I don't like to hear, Mm -hmm. like, I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I can see, I can see how that, you know, how that affects you instead of being like, well, why are you mad? Like, I mean, I'm not mad, so you shouldn't be mad kind of thing, you know, kind of being (laughs) defensive and making them feel bad and not, not wanting to open up to me, you know? Cause like when you, if you always have like, if you have a mindset where you just blow up at people, you know, um, or, you know, let's say like, my friend tells me something about her life and I just blow up every single time. And I'm like, well, fuck that. You should leave him and blah, 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 you should do this and you should do that. And it's like, some people just want you to be quiet and listen to like what they have to say. And then they just never want to talk about it again. And I feel like I've been super like, you know, on my friend's asses, you know, like, Oh my God, like, why would you put up with that? Like, you know, and people don't want to talk to you when you have like, when you come at them like that, you know, they don't want to confide in you because like either, because like, honestly, you're just being a loud mouth, you know? And like, I really had to learn to just sit back and like, let my friends, you know, tell me about their business without having to like, you know, make a, like drama out of it or make it a big deal it's like you know Mm -hmm. they're probably just telling me how they feel and it's probably just like you know we could just let it go it's nothing serious right Mm. so um I think the biggest thing that people misunderstand about me is that like I'll be blunt in every single like in um I'll be blunt all the time and it's like no you really have to get me to a point where I'm like I'm pushed too far for me to do Mm -hmm. that like but other than that, like, I'm really shy. Like, I'm a perfectionist. I care about what people think, mm-hmm. or at least I did. So I'm I'm trying to get away from that right now and really just, you know, like, say my piece respectfully and just not care how other people feel about it. Mm-hmm. And like, I can I can understand your feelings without, like, um, taking them on as my own. Like, I understand how, like, that made you feel, but it doesn't change, like, what I said or how I feel about the situation. And I think, like, I, I get lost of words. Um, I kind of go into freeze mode when people make me feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm just like, oh, you know, instead of being like, hey, you know, I don't like the what, what you said about my friends. Like, you know, say it to their face and don't say it to mine because I'm just going to go back and tell them. Like, instead of being blunt that way, which people think I'm like that, but I'm really not. And I think a lot of things have gone unaddressed in my friendships because I'm not I haven't been willing to stand up for myself when I should have. And like friendships have gone on too long. I've lost friendships. So, you know, like really just, I think another piece of advice I could give everybody is like, really, you know, if you, if something's bothering you, just <laughs> take time, think about it and just be like, Hey, you bring it up and you know, you're really going to see how they feel about you and how they treat you. Once you bring it up, if they reject you and they're horrible to you and they're just like, well, I don't give a fuck how you feel, you know? Um, kind of like what I was referencing earlier, then that is not the person that you need to be telling your business to, or you need to be around. Like, um, 
the person that's like, I can totally understand how you feel. I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Like, how can I make it better? Those are the people that you want around you, you know, and you want people around you who are going to be bluntly honest with you and tell you like when you're fucking up, because if you don't have people around you that are like, hey, you're fucking up, like they don't really love you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're just going to let you do whatever the fuck you want and like not ever say anything to you out of, you know, because a, a real friend doesn't let you fall on your fucking ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, absolutely. That's just funny you said that because I actually just talked to like one of my girls about like wanting to be better with communication because I know that the lack of communication has affected my relationships. Um, and I, she she gave me some really good advice, like you know, go ahead and address it um, in a manner that's respectful and get your point across, and then leave it there. Because yes. just like you said, I told her I was truly concerned about how they were going to receive it and that's always been my issue like I need to just go ahead and deliver it because yes. what I'm what I'm referring to is like I've been holding on to because you know queen queen grudges over here <laughs> queen fuck Ashley from fourth grade as yes <laughs> ma'am and I I truly so it's just like listen to the universe y'all because that's funny you said that I truly was taking a step forward when with um holding myself accountable and the lack of communication although you hurt me and although the actions that you took were wrong to me um they also could have been handled better on my end because it's like although you did something fucked up you might not know or you might not understand why it's fucked up now am I fucking mad that I have to explain that to you I'm not really mad because I don't want to let the emotion get involved. I already did that. But I, I do want to take a step back. Like, yeah. I guess I will I will lead you to, with this. But then, like, if you you obviously have your own stuff going on. Because every, every friend's not perfect. I really would wish that we wouldn't just put our friends in that bubble. That's a lot of pressure. Really <laughs> I'm going to be on it. Uh, it really is and also like uh, the biggest failure of relationships is uh like um failure to uh what was it oh my god it's on the tip of my tongue failure to communicate expectations mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. like you know um like you were saying like you know not everybody knows like with my husband for example like are we like uh, just a classic example of a lot of men like they'll leave their fucking clothes right near the hamper <laughs> right and um it's like, why can't you just put your fucking clothes in the hamper? And it's like, I'm getting so worked up and I'm getting so mad about this one thing. And it's like, realistically, I could just go up to him and be like, Hey, why don't you put the clothes in the hamper? Like, you know, do I like, what can I do for you to do this? Like, you know what I mean? And not make such a big deal out of it, but people really hold on to that grudge. Um, and I think that just stems from like childhood and, you know, how like you grew up and, you mm-hmm. know, people just keeping unhealthy habits because no one's telling them, Hey, you're fucking up. It's like a going to a job and having, mm-hmm. getting your six month review and they tell you, you suck. And it's like, <laughs> well, why didn't you tell me all along that I sucked? I could have fixed it. The first fucking issue that you guys yeah. had with me, man. And, and so, you know, like really, if you want people to work with you, you have to work with other people. And it's really hard, especially when like you have all these preconceived notions in your head about how the situation is going to go. And it's like just taking a second and being like, how is this serving me? Like my husband tells me this all the time. What is this doing right now? Like Mm -hmm. is being mad going to solve your problem? Like, no, you're just going to be mad. You're going to, you know, you're just going to take this with you all day. You're going to be grumpy. You're going to be irritable. Like, and nobody wants to be around that. Oh man. Man, my husband told me that too. But it's like I've I've obviously pra- practiced that as well. But it's just funny that that's what that's what you need a husband to do. Like that's how you know 
um, that's a good partner or a good friend because it's like, you know, I don't want you to waste your day on lack of or, or such a such a passionate emotion that that yes. physically is like physically really killing us inside. It's affecting us mentally, you know. Yeah, it's like when I road rage, road rage in the morning, it's like, that's not going to get me there any fucking faster. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? And it, you, you don't really know the damage that you're causing either. Like, you know, just mm-hmm. as much as though that person doesn't know that, like, you know, what you expect of them. You also don't know, like, how you're damaging the relationship by holding the grudge and just being awful. Like, I had a one of my best friends, like, I was really jealous of, like, for most of our friendship. And mm. um, I... I struggle with that now because it's just like I, I don't think I had anything to be jealous of like it wasn't a competition like you know it wasn't you know it, it was never about competition and once I kind of realized like I was doing that I really had to also take a step back and be like you know maybe I'm the problem you know in part of this relationship and I need to fix it and like just be start being happy for my friends because there was a time where like I really couldn't be there for one of my friends when she was pregnant Mm -hmm. because I had uh, recently lost um, one of my pregnancies and it really affected the relationship because um, instead of being happy for my friend, even though I was going through a hard time, it was like, I had it in my head, like, Oh my God, like, I don't want to be around. I don't want to be around like you and you know, your, your nice family because I'm sitting over here like mourning, mine and feeling like you know I'm feeling like I'm nothing in the world and I don't want to you know I don't I didn't know how I could be their friend without having that jealousy like in my heart and having that envy and just making everything kind of about me and so I chose at that point to just not be around and that really instead of just being honest and just being like hey you know, I'm really struggling right now and I'm grieving my baby and I just need some time and I love you. And I hope that, you know, I just need some time before I'm able to be there for you. Um, instead of being honest and, um, being there, I just kind of, you know, um, just let her, let her, you know, um, falter, like let the relationship kind of falter and just, you know, lay where it was. And then when I tried to you know, when I came back and it was like, oh, you know, you're only coming back because now, you know, you're pregnant again. And now, now, um, you know, now you can be, it's kind of like now you can be happy for me, but you couldn't have done that like before. And, you know, I honestly, at that time in my life, I couldn't, like, it was really hard for me. And like, I was going through a lot that Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people knew about because I am, a lot of people think that, you know, Megan, Megan's so outgoing, you know, she'll tell me, she'll be honest with me. And it's like, honestly, no, I'm so introverted about my feelings and I will not, I will not share them unless I'm to the point where it's all bubbled up and now mm-hmm. it's like ready to outburst on you. And so, yeah, it just, it sounds like we're more, we're, we're working towards more just finding a more safe, like you just have to be able to feel safe. Yes. And I'm glad that I'm learning that. Like, I honestly learn a lot from you and your podcast and just like, you know, you and me, like, you know, talking back and forth when we do have our conversations outside of um, outside of recording. And it's, it's just really nice to have somebody to relate to. And that, you know, is very similar in story and, you know, life situations that we can bond over and actually like use this shit to make a difference in mm-hmm. people's lives because take it from us world take it from <laughs> us like please listen to your aunt amanda and megan because <laughs> we have 
We have some good shit to tell you, okay? Well, I well, you have come really far, regardless of like what we weren't as a young, a young, uh, what I was gonna say, young book, like a like an auntie, because well, that's what I am. So, like, if you could, you told us what you would tell your twenty four year old self, but like, if you could go back to eighteen, what would you tell? Dump him. (laughs) (laughs) Shit dump him go to college oh my god like you know don't use your body for attention I really like is some there's something I can get like I could tell these people in this podcast today young girls even older girls do not use your body for attention do not like that is the one thing I would tell my 18 year old self because I thought that all that a man would ever want out of me or Mm -hmm. ever expect from me was my body Mm -hmm. and it led me into relationships and situations that I just really would like not want to be in so I'm just letting y'all know like if I could really go back for my 18 year old self it would be to like focus on school not on guys really Mm -hmm. tell myself like look it's not you know, that, that little relationship that you thought was everything is not everything. And you have like a whole entire universe at the tip of your fingers. If you could just, you know, open your eyes and not think that this relationship is the end of your life, like, you know, or the beginning and end, you know, like this is Mm -hmm. the end all be all like, you know, just to really sit with myself and tell myself like, you know, respect your body, you know, respect your mind. Um, and just don't don't use your body as like as a an attention seeking weapon because if you do you're going to really like end up in situations where you mm-hmm. wish you weren't there and um i wish i would have learned that at a younger age for sure i yeah. definitely i mean i feel that 100% especially like again y'all know we grew up in the uh, same place i grew up in the place since i was 4 so like obviously i know the back it's just the that place like the back of my hand so it's definitely rough um to not have the actual like escape or like outlet to be educated on that um so I definitely feel that like it's it's so vital to have like a a, an understanding of your foundation and that's like and again age ain't nothing like but a number because you could like I said in the beginning I didn't had like three lives three careers already but and again I'm blessed to where I'm at okay but if you could pay it forward and pass it on and give it so that's the way the next generation does not (laughs) have to deal with it okay because you don't deserve it you don't deserve it and you know it is what it is truly and i mean that um but just just take it it really is take it don't take it with a grain of salt take it with a pound of sugar okay oh girl we can't get in diabetes Ooh, that's megan saying okay i patented <laughs> no one's allowed to use it don't that's take it Megan's with a grain of salt no. take it with a pound of sugar baby okay take it, honey google that honey make it go you better i'm gonna right put now. that as my fucking that's my shit <laughs> when i start my own when i start my stuff but you yeah. through it girl well i'm trying to be into the herbalism stuff so take it yes, with a ma'am. teaspoon of honey <laughs> yes just a little you know just a little bit of sugar <laughs> just a little bit just a dash shit i don't know what but yeah we definitely did grow up in that place and like i i you know what i 
I I didn't grow up there for like I was only there for two years but Mm -hmm. that two years would like really impacted my life greatly and like you know I really just age is you know like kind of going back to what you said about age ain't nothing but a number it is when you are in intimate relationships okay if he's 30 and you're 18 honey he doesn't love you he doesn't love your ass Mm -hmm. if you are if you are 20 and he's 30 he wants your ass Mm -hmm. now you know when we get into those older ages of 25 and he's 30 or you know 30 and 40 50 and 60 60 and 70 those are okay okay but I mean, I'm um, not claiming nothing with the obviously the underage shit. I don't support that underage shit. At you all. know what I'm saying? But I, I other than all. that, I don't. Mm-mm. I ain't got time for that. Okay. Well, where do we mm-hmm. see Megan? Where do we see Megan in five years? Like, since we've overcome all of this and we're here, where do we see us? Where do we see Megan in five years? You know what? I think that so me and hubby are actually thinking about moving across states so that's in the works so definitely see myself like um if not owning property saving um to own a property out um out where you know in our forever home like whatever state that we choose and I see myself with maybe a couple more kids. Like we really want to try and have more kids. So Hmm. what I'm focusing on right now is like, you know, losing weight. That's very important. Getting my health on track because I, um, I haven't been getting good sleep because I've gained, um, some weight and I, it's adding to some back issues that I have going on. So, um, trying to like, you know, hopefully lose like 80 to a hundred pounds. So, Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know what I would look like, but we're not going to worry about that. Okay. You going to do it, claim it. Yes, we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. So just focusing on my health. And honestly, in five years, I really hope to have like my family expanded and be living on, um, be living in a different state with a better support system. Because as much as I love you, Miss Amanda, I cannot (laughs) stay here for you. Okay. Oh, girl, I'm never mad at that. <laughs> I'm I'm just kidding. Bye bye. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta kiss California. I gotta give a chef's kiss to California and mm-hmm. get my ass on out of here because well, it's if you expensive. Have I mean, if you have somewhere, you know what I mean, like, and it's better for you, then go on because we're not 15. We're not like let's write each other letters because we're because we're my mom's making us move, you know? Right. No, <laughs> we're gonna stay in touch definitely, even over states like. My parents live here, so of course, you know, Megan's going to come back and dibble dabble and see all y'all. But um, yeah, we're just focusing right now on um, getting up on out of the state and um, building our family. And that's honestly just my main focus. And hopefully, you know, um, hopefully if podcasting goes well, like me and you can link up at a later date and maybe do something together so i'm excited okay. for yes five come. years it sounds like a long time but it's because i've lived in la for three years already you know so right. and it sounds like it was just yesterday okay no literally i'm just now like i've just stopped the ground just stopped moving and i just <laughs> all, I did was jump, all i did was jump on a scooter instead of running now i'm on a scooter <laughs> even faster but i'm blessed so yes ma'am we both are and thank you so much for having me on the podcast and until next time and we will 
we will get together again and do something else. Absolutely, girl. Do you want to tell the people where to find your girl? Because I don't know about y'all, but I'd be weak on her. Well, obviously, y'all haven't seen her TikTok yet. If you have, I know y'all be weak. But those of you (laughs) who have not, tell them where to find your girl because she'd be on there letting you know. You can find me on TikTok. I haven't been on there in a couple of months, but I'm thinking about um, Megan does rap, if no one knows. So um, you can find me on TikTok at Bedhead Baby. I think it's Bedhead Baby 28, if I'm not mistaken. And same on Instagram. You can find me at Bedhead Baby. You can go to Amanda's uh, page and you'll see me. She'll yeah. tag me. I know I'm she will. But if you want to if you want to know what I'm up to and what I'm doing, come take a look. Absolutely. Nosy. No. <laughs> That's her baby. Hey, Nosy. Literally, that is my bio. Hey, Nosy. Because, you know, people want to know what you got going on, and that's totally Absolutely. fine with me. Don't worry. Yeah. They're looking. They ain't liking, but they looking, honey. <laughs> well, I'm liking, so. Eh. <laughs> thank you again girl for real for being on it was a pleasure i know i'll be talking to you very soon so thanks i'm gonna have you we'll bring her back you know we're gonna do a poll what y'all want me and megan to talk about next y'all let me know yes ma'am i'm interested in this let's know all about us okay yes all right y'all well until next time peace and love ta-ta bye-bye